Welcome to part four of four of this month's episode of Doing It With Mike Sachs. What a thrilling ride it's been. I'm glad you've been able to join us. What? You're just tuning in? Well, if you're a fan of endings, then you'll love this episode. But if you find that you generally like to start at the beginning and work your way towards the end, let me direct you back to part one of this four-part episode. If you want to keep going, we have a terrific, terrific interview with Gus Blankman. One, two, one, two. So check this out. It's the jump for right now. I want everybody to put your rope down. Put your guns down. Let me point to the pit. The gravel pit. Leave your problems at home. Leave your children at home. Before taking back underground. I be Bobby Bowden. So as I said earlier, I saw a documentary, not even a documentary, just a trailer for an upcoming documentary, which I have yet to see, but I'm trying to find, about an old school comedy writer by the name of Gus Blankman. Now this guy wrote most of the rap sketches to appear on the hip-hop rap albums of the early to mid-90s. You know these sketches. They were the interstitials that would come between songs. You'd hear them on the biggest albums from Dr. Dre to Snoop Dogg to the Fugees to De La Soul and what have you. Now, I managed to track down Gus at his home in Arizona. He's an interesting guy. He, he started out writing for Carol Burnett's show and a million other variety shows. He somehow then segued into writing for the hottest rap and hip-hop stars of the 90s which I just find astonishing. How did a middle-aged Jewish guy who only wrote borscht belt-type jokes for primetime TV shows then start writing jokes for Dr. Dre? How in the hell does this happen? Now, I have to be honest. I've only seen the trailer for this documentary. As I said, never the full documentary. I could never find it. Some of this is unverified. Regardless, Gus is an interesting character, to say the least. We spoke by phone. Mr. Blankman, this is Mike Sachs. I emailed you. Oh, Mike. How are you, sir? Good. Oh, I got your emails. You're interested. You're interested in Gus Blankman. Well, I am, and this is what you want to get in the Gus Blankman business. Uh, well, I, I want to ask you about your life. I, I saw a trailer for a documentary that was made about you called "Go Grab Me Gus." Go grab me, Gus. Right. And what I found fascinating is that you. Uh, are a white man who was a comedy writer who was yeah. writing for some of the most popular hip-hop and rap groups. Their sketches that you would find. Oh, oh you did your homework. Well, I, I'm only watching the trailer. I, I tried to find the movie, which I had uh-huh. a difficult time finding. Does, that ex- does the full movie exist? Well, it's a good trailer. It's sometimes you finish a trailer for something and you think... It don't, it don't need to be a movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be a movie about it because the trailer is so good and it's so it's influential. All right, but is is there a movie out there? I mean, it was it was a trailer for a movie called Go Grab Me Gus. 
Well, this is a time, you got to remember, everyone was, their heads were spinning from Get Bruce. You remember Get Bruce? You mean the um, Bruce Valanche documentary? Oh, uh, yeah, you've seen it, you've seen it. And made that guy, and made that guy a superstar. And everyone wanted to get into the business of guys who were doing comedy, and you make a documentary about them, and it's top of the charts. I don't know if it's top of the charts. I mean, it's a good documentary. I guess. Top of the charts. What was was there more after this? Get, was Get Bruce the first of? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, it's bring me, bring me Babalu about Babalu Mandel. There was uh, Steel Steve Odekart. Have you seen that? Oh, it's good. Steve, oh, it's Steve good. O- I didn't wait for you to say if you'd seen it, no. but then I, I'm going to tell you it's good. Okay. Nurse, give me ten cc's of Diane English. That's my favorite one. Uh, the writer. Do you remember her? I remember her. I don't remember this documentary. This was a documentary. Oh, it's good. It's five hours long. Five hours? Yeah, it's like the sorrow and the pity. But uh, believe me, you're not feeling any sorrow. You're laughing all the way through, and I pity you if you don't see it. So it's like a uh, Holocaust meets a comedic documentary. Uh Uh-oh, he said it, not me. All right, so let me ask you this. Um... Basically, this is the question. How did you go from being a, a writer for various TV shows, a comedy writer, to then hooking up with uh, Suge Knight and uh, NWA, Eazy-E? But I'm sorry, with who? Um, Eazy-E, NWA, Suge Knight. And all no, that. you said something about, uh, you said his name like he was a, uh, like he was a uh, burlesque dancer. His name is Suge Knight. He's a lovely man. And meeting him... Meeting him changed my life forever. Suge and I just, I don't mean to listen, listen, Mike, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to, guy, to be the guy who's collecting you on your own show, but it's Suge Knight. Okay, I've never so a lot heard of, his name pronounced as Suge. Are you sure his name is, it was always, I thought Suge, it was short for Sugar. Uh, well, you know, he's got, Suge has got a bit of a reputation. A lot of it comes from people who just get the name wrong. Well, it's S U G E Suge. Reputation is well deserved. I mean, he he's been locked up for attempted manslaughter, right? He's not a nice guy. This this uh, Suge. Yeah, but he also ran a 5K a few weeks back, and no one's talking about that. We're still talking about the times. Never mind. I don't want to get into it. He's running. You know, he's done a lot of great things. This man, and he made my career. Well, how did you? How did you two hook up? It doesn't sound like a world that would would overlap two worlds. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can paint a picture for you, but 1989, Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm walking my dog, this beautiful little uh, uh, Shiba Inu, walking it down the street. He's walking his dog. The leashes get tangled up. We start talking. One thing leads to another, and uh, we're making plans to take over the rap game. So you met like you would in a Nora Ephron movie, a meet cute. It was like a romantic comedy. Your, your leashes uh, hooked up together, and you. I don't. I have not, I haven't. I don't know who that is. But uh, he he got to talking to me, and uh, next thing you know, uh, he finds out that I work in the comedy business. He works in the rap business. Rap business not doing so good. Not doing great. It was doing really well, wasn't it? But that was the what are, we, what are we talking? The early 1990s. People hated it. I don't know if you remember. People were like, "What is this? They're just talking. They're saying things about a neighborhood and what. There's a who and there's a what going on. And I don't care." No, it was, uh, I mean, it may have been controversial in the white community, but it was hugely popular among. It needed to be spiced up with comedy, with skits. And Suge knew that 
you you were the guy who might be able to help him with that. Well, he found out pretty quick. We got on like a house on fire. And by the way, I know what you're going to say. Remember that time that Chug, as you say, set a house on fire? I don't want to talk about that. What do you mean? What, what, you mean the, what does that mean? Move on. Move the interview on, Mike. All right. Well, if you're a professional, you're going to move on. Okay, all right. So Shug Knight. He's a lovely man. He's a pussycat. He's a pussycat. He's got an enormous neck and an enormous heart. He's, he's a big man, and that, that's part of the problem. He's a bit intimidating. He's, he's intimidating. Yeah, and that comes, leads to some problems. And you're a big man, and everyone's calling you by a name that's not your name. And uh, you don't take kindly. All right, so anyway, you, 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 you hooked up with, with Sh- uh, Shu. How do, you, how do you pronounce it? Suge Knight. Suge Knight. And where did you go from there? What did you work on first with him? What was the first sketch you worked on? Well... I thought you did your homework. You didn't do your homework. Let me read. Let me take you. Let me take you on a little history lesson. Well, there's really not much out there. Let me name. Let me name. Let me name some of my works. Please. Weave it to Beaver. Naughty by nature. Instruction booklet for my dick. Goody mob. Heads, fingers, knees, and hoes. Bone thugs and harmony. I said, Doctor Pepper, bitch. Coolio. Crack who? Crackhead. Onyx. Wait, so you wrote a sketch about your dick, you wrote a sketch about crack, you, you wrote a pect, uh, sketch about Dr. Pepper, bitch. I mean, these are all, this is something you wrote? How would you, how would you know from this world? Why would you? I'm on, because I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I've got many years in the television comedy business. I know my business, I can write for anybody. I can write for anybody. Well, Gus Plankton doesn't discriminate. One of the people you wrote for, according to this trailer, was Dr. Dre on his, on his album, The Chronic. Is that true? How can that be true, that you wrote a... Oh, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Now, that's a class act. That's a good guy. I wrote the 20... Have you ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me this. Yeah. The $20 sack pyramid. Uh, yeah, I think Big so. skit. Famous skit. And you know what? Yeah, I've heard I got that. checks. I got checks from it to this day. <laughs> Another one that was mentioned was one of my favorite albums, The Fugees, off of the score. Uh, Never met him. Don't care to. 
Okay, it's a great album. I take the check. I write the skit. I take the check. But I gotta be honest. This sketch, I, I listen to it again. It's a little offensive. How so? Don't put no onions in my in my white rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I need chicken wings fried hard and shit. What's this? Hold on. What's this? The two of you at once. Okay, then. you want beef. No, no, we want no, beef no, no, to no. eat. We ain't got no beef. I want four chicken wings fried Fine. hard, nigga. What the fuck are you talking All right. about? All right, I'll kick your monkey ass. It's my fucking self. In the middle of the hood and don't know what's going on, I fucking represent. I fuck you the fuck up. I will avenge my brothers by representing and whooping your ass word at spawn. Nigga, this ain't channel five, nigga. Okay then, I must show you flying fist of Judah. You ain't gonna show me shit. That's right. I'm gonna show you these guys. You and you. Nigga, straight from Mortal Kombat. You're just talking. Obviously, the two of you are just bitch-ass niggas. <laughs> nigga, well, let's do something. You talking this old what's bullshit. Up? So what's up? Okay, what's up, nigga? What's up, what's up punk ass? All right. Yo, this is a Chinese oh, restaurant, Frank but Bruce like Burger King, have it your way. Well, I mean, there's there's Asian stereotypes. Through, I don't think you can get away with this now. Why would you want to do that at the time? Why would you come up with a sketch like that? What, what were you trying to... Uh, who are you trying to... Oh, let me see. There's a little thing, Matt, and it's let me uh, try to introduce a concept to you. Uh, have you ever heard of comedy? Yes. Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. So you're saying that I'm missing the comedy of, of this sketch. You're saying you're missing a screw. Comedy has no expiration date. Well, i got to say I'm not easily offended. I'm... Uh, it's fine to exist. It's just a little easy, don't you think? I mean, these are racist stereotypes you're going after. That, What were you trying to prove at the time? What, what was your goal in writing that sketch? I was trying to prove to a lot of very lovely ladies that I was horny. And you, that, that was the best way to express these sentiments, was to write this Chinese restaurant sketch. Hey, it did the job. Did you have feelings against uh, the Chinese Americans, or did you feel that the uh, the Fujis might have have feelings about them? To be honest, that whole era of my life, I don't recall with any great specificity. That I might have met a Chinese. a Chinese. I might have been married to a Chinese for a brief period of time in the nineties, around the time of Naughty by Nature and the OPP. All right, listen, Gus, I, uh, I appreciate your time. I do have to say, though, that um, I might not broadcast this interview, to be honest with you, because, to be honest, it doesn't sound... Oh, wait, 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 what are you springing on me here? What's your address? My, my email address? No, 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 where you live. I want to send you a hat. Oh, that's okay. No, that's fine. Send it, you can send it. No, I want to send you... Oh, a basket. A basket. That's okay. I appreciate the sentiment, but um, I have enough. Call, okay, well, then maybe you can do another kindness for me. Uh, play, play, uh, play a little skit. This is one that I had a hand in writing. Okay. And uh, very proud of it. It was very well received, as well remembered in the, uh, the hip-hop community. And uh, it's on the, the Wu-Tang Clan's album. Okay. It's, uh, it's called Torture Skit. Yeah. Torture, motherfucker. Torture, what? Nigga, what? what? I fucking, I fucking tie you to a fucking bedpost 
with your ass cheeks spread out and shit, right? Put a hanger on a fucking stove and let that shit sit there for like a half hour. Take it off and stick it in your ass slow like. Yeah, I fucking, yeah, I fucking lay your nuts on a fucking dresser. Just your nuts laying on a fucking dresser and bang them shits with a spike fucking back. What's a, I fucking, I fucking pull your fucking tongue out your fucking mouth and stab the shit with a rusty screwdriver. I fucking, I fucking hang you by your fucking dick off the fucking 12 story building out this motherfucker. I fucking, I fucking sew your asshole clothes and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. Yeah, that painted a picture for you. Uh, what are you threatening me? That paint, I'm not threatening you. I'm playing some of my some of my art for you. You know, I am not the one who threatens. I'm not the one who threatens. So, uh, uh, Sugs threatens for you. Ah, uh, hey, boy, I didn't say that either. So why would you want my address? Uh, you're not. Do you really want to? Can you? Oh, so you're ready to? I have the pen and I have the paper. Just give me the address. Uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. Um, this is not the best interview I've ever conducted, and I am going to have to say. Thank okay, you. just let me ask you: How big are your ankles? Uh, <laughs> so now, now you're threatening me mafia style. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying that, you know, sometimes it's one thing can lead to another, and a man can get dangled by his ankles outside of a hotel balcony, like rip, like, uh, like, uh, ice, uh, no, vanilla no. ice. So you're once basically dead. saying that Suge is now going to hang me over about. I'm saying if your ankles are of a certain size, then maybe it would be physically possible for a man the size of Suge to wrap his hands around them. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what's your address? I'm not going to give you my address, okay? I, I appreciate your time. I thank you for talking with me, and um, I wish you the best of luck. It sounds like your career is on a trajectory. Okay. Well, let me know when this comes out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely email you at your uh, AOL. Send out a blast. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, you, you've lived a fascinating life. I appreciate it. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Suge is going to kill you. Bye. That's it for the 424th episode of Doing It with Mike Sachs. Here are some highlights for the upcoming podcast. I will be interviewing my shrink, Dr. Jeremy Benson, about my somewhat annoying habit of referring to anyone over the age of 65 as chooch. Judge John R. Rodgman will be here inspecting his funny mustache in the natural light and then writing ironic poetry about it. This guy is terrific. You don't want to miss this. Two-Step Lucy will be here again to show off her verbal dexterity while chewing on a Twizzler, but not with her mouth. I will be reading from my novelization to Gary Marshall's terrific new upcoming ensemble comedy, Passover, featuring Jennifer Aniston as the gorgeous angel of death. The long-awaited results of all the informal science experiments that I've been conducting in strangers' garages without their permission for the last 25 years, I will reveal all of what I've found, including the cure for planter warts. This is shocking stuff, people. I will be sharing my recipe for my infamous eight-layer rainbow matzo balls that my Meemaw used to make for all of my gay friends. I will be listing and then playing my all-time 101 favorite songs by Smash Mouth. One of my favorite bands. Will Walkin' on the Sun be on the list? 
we shall see. And finally, I will adopt a baby owl from a nature preserve and then teach it to participate in country wedding line dances. This is going to be fun, folks. I appreciate you joining us. I really do. I look forward to seeing you next week, especially you, that misunderstood shy one on the far back. A few shout-outs. Neil Pollock for sitting down and talking with me. Danielle Deshaines, Julie Wright, and the great Andrea Salenzi for participating in the Getting in Touch Again piece. Bird Level, my agent at Level and Waxman here in New York, for talking with me about publishing. Gus Blankman for speaking with me. Uh, I kind of hope I never speak with him again, quite frankly, although I have a pretty solid feeling that uh, this was not the last I will be hearing from Mr. Blankman. Tyler Wall, Brian Hudell, and Andrea Salenzi again for donating to our Patreon page. This was the reward they chose, me mentioning their names. Tyler Wall, Brian Hudell, and Andrea Salenzi. I love you all. Thank you. Rob Schulte, the great Rob Schulte, for producing, editing, wrangling, basically doing everything. You can find Rob at robkschulte.com. That's R-O-B-K-S-C-H-U-L-T-E.com. He's a great podcast, GFY with Max and Rob. Check it out. MikeSax.com is where you can find my work, or doing it with MikeSax.com. You also find my email address on there. Email me. I love emails. So, until next time, people, you know what to do. Keep your feet on the ground and keep doing it. <laughs> when you have goodies, it's a mitzvah to share. But to give someone your cold is really not fair. I have.